Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute. It's the daily podcast in which we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And today on Dawn of Justice, we're talking about minute number 70, which starts with um, uh, Superman killing Batman. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, not yet. He was, he's doing a, a, a speech. He's it's a tiny a speech. Down. It's a tiny speech. It's a quick speech. It's a a motive explanation. Yeah, he, he kills Batman in this minute. <laughs> and uh, the minute's going to end with... I don't even know how to describe it. How best to describe it. Bruce wakes up. This minute, when I saw this in the theater... He wakes up. He wakes up. Yeah, that's how a minute ends. Maybe. There's nothing happens in between that. Superman rips his heart out. It actually happens in this movie. Um, he, like, Collie Maws the hell out of Batman. <laughs> but, like, and then he wakes up twice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When I first saw this, uh, okay, so let's, let's talk about Superman. Let's, let's wrap that up. Um you want to take this one away, Nate? Yeah. So like we get, he's, we get some heavy prophecy. We do. I mean, she cryptic was, words. She was my world, and you took her from me. Mm-hmm. What do you think happened? Something happened with Lois not being there. The only one that we can infer that his world revolved around was Lois. It could be his mother, but I we're think, assuming it's Lois. I think it's like after you see this film, you go, "Oh, it might have been his mother." Yeah. But I think everyone's initial thought is. Um, I don't know. See, in injustice, it mimics. This is mimicking the Lois. death of Lois and their yeah. unborn child. Yes, that Joker. You know, if you haven't read the book, he somehow he fear gases Superman and <laughs> to thinking that Doomsday came back and it's really Lois Lane and he flies up to space and he yeah kills her and it's a whole big thing. So, what he does to Bruce in this minute is the same thing what he does to Joker in Injustice. Yes. So that's what we can assume. So we're inferring that the world in Superman's world is Lois. And he's just resorted to just heart-punching people. Every time yep. he kills someone. Uh-huh. He's like, I know this worked on that last guy, so I'm going to keep doing it. What's crazy is that, like, he can see that. Like, this is Superman. He can see every single, everything of, of your entire being. And he knows that, like, you know, I'm just going to take this heart and just... <laughs> take it out like i'm just gonna get in there and just grab it feel it beat a couple times and just rip it out like a beyblade yeah just like that like you could just take it out it's not and why choose the heart it's not like he can like he can lobotomize someone just by standing in front of them he has well he has uh, superman and, and yeah throughout so the like years. that's super metal that he just goes and just <laughs> digs into your chest and pulls your heart out that's pretty metal the whole the whole dream was metal, which is like. So here's my question for today: Is like, does this um, all seem like a, a big old five minute like ordeal to 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 um, validate Batman's thoughts on Superman? Like, is this whole point supposed to bring the argument of like 
this is why it's okay for Batman to have a grudge against Superman. Like this is because you want you want yeah because like throughout the film you might go well this guy's probably wrong you know but then you're like no we're we need some piece of evidence that says hey yeah this is the one percent chance that Bruce is talking about exactly but do you think that was the intention here or do you think they're like we would really like a cool excuse to do something extremely metal and like, <laughs> you know, this would be a no, cool... No, I think it was intentional. Okay. Because, I mean, someone would have come along and be like, no, cut that out. Why are we, we doing this? Yeah, like, what's that? Why would you show Superman that mean? Yeah. So, like, when you show this, you have to really say, like, oh, it's worth it. Like, you have to be about it. You have to be like, no, this explains what's going on like it's here for a reason it's not here to just be cool dictator superman yeah beating people to death with heat vision it's there to serve as one character's like answer to the superman yeah yeah like this is what batman thinks of what could happen in the end game of superman so that's that one percent chance that he was talking about that he could just kill everybody batman's taking it as a certainty yeah, you know what's interesting is like, because there might not be, there could be like extremely laid back casual fans of comic books who have never like uh, even thought of Superman this way, you know? Yeah, sure. And they're like, oh, I I don't know anything about Injustice. I don't know anything about Dark Knight Returns or anything like that. Or and people it, that even want to write off this kind of Superman, like they don't want this Superman to exist. Well, they never even thought about it. Yeah. Like same thing with... Um, I mean, even when the MCU started, it was like, oh, I had no idea. Like, there were people out there that were like, oh, I had no idea that these characters all could share a universe together. Really? Yeah, I'm so, sure. Yeah. It's not like, like people. some people would never have even thought that things could cross over like that or, you know, that they could have like a civil war between them. Like, oh, I didn't know superheroes could like get divided about stuff. Mm-hmm to the point where it becomes a major issue. And that's interesting to think about. Cause like for a lot of us, we take this for granted, you know, we take this for granted for like stories like this, where we go, that just looks like one of many I've seen. Uh, yeah. But for some person, they haven't seen that yet. They've never experienced something different like that. And so it could be extremely interesting. Absolutely. And I enjoy that. They gave the, okay, even in the theatrical cut that they were, that they a okayed, something like this because you need that that breach in creativity like oh here's another interesting story and then you know like a couple years later someone else will have an incredibly interesting story and it Mm -hmm. might be even more controversial or off the wall or even less and it'd still be like wow at least we got something to think about so you're not wrong my friend (laughs) um but I, I think it's safe to say that it's Lois Lane that th- we're talking about. Yes. It's, yes. Okay. Um, as soon as he goes to kill uh, Batman, then we return back to the Batcave. Bruce Wayne wakes up, and there's an incredible amount of light going on in this minute. Um, this really wasn't anything I was expecting, especially after like a long nightmare scene like this, like this five minutes of a crazy alternate universe. And then they like double up on it. They're like, now what happens if you, <laughs> you just got slapped in the face with this whole nightmare scene. And yeah. then like, then they do it immediately after. Like there's no, like 
you couldn't even go through the film for like one extra second without going i wonder if any other crazy stuff's gonna happen in the yeah. film <laughs> it's like it's like it's like boom <laughs> it's two like uh massive easter eggs just thrown together in a like whole five minute ordeal like you had to sit through all this right now i mean i love it i didn't think that seems like it was almost negative thrown together it could be seen either way i mean i don't i don't uh if someone found it to be too much that's fine i didn't this was like i said this was the single minute of the film where when i first saw it in theaters i walked out and could not stop thinking about yeah this guy who shows up and starts talking all kinds of jibber jabber like yeah. i'm like what just hit me like it literally felt like um when like flash hits someone and there's like a delay it's like that's what it felt like for yeah. me it was like this guy came out of the speed force and just that's all that stuck with me for the rest of the day it was like this guy was in that movie and from out of nowhere from the future or something or another earth you know like yeah, they man. went there like the parademons were one thing where it was like oh man this is some fourth world stuff and then this is like mm, this needs explaining <laughs> Yeah, so what happens is that there's some lightning and a big old boom coming on, and then someone calling out to Bruce. And what we look up is some lightning-clad scarlet Avenger. Avenger. (laughs) Coming out of this somewhat wormhole that's opened up in the middle, and it appears to be the one, the only, The Flash. Ring, ding, ding. I'm just looking at, he looks like a, I'm trying to look at his suit real quick. Trying yeah, to I got that. a whole thing about his suit, man. Yeah? Like notes? Go for it. Not really notes, but my, what I'm thinking that part of the suit. Okay, so, <clears throat> a lot of people still think that this is part of a dream sequence or whatever. And by the end of it, I think in next week, we're led to believe that it could very well be a, a dream sequence. I don't think so. I think this actually happened. I think that the Flash did come back in time and warn Bruce in real time. Actually, like, this actually happened. Like, inside, though. Like, not... didn't really happen. It was just, like, in his brain? Like, no, like, that actually happened. Like, <laughs> Bruce was having the nightmare, and in the future, Bruce was telling Barry, hey, I need you to go back in time and warn me about all this stuff, because this might happen. So he's like, all right, when am I supposed to show up? He's going to be like, I'm going to tell you to set the corner, set, you know, set the time for this, you know, whatever, set it for here, and you're going to show up there. Bruce knows what was happening at that exact moment. That was him having that nightmare, having the worst possible outcome of what Superman could be. So why not send a messenger giving this sort of information to mm-hmm. you having, like, these most radical thoughts? So, like, he's awakening from this nightmare because of Barry coming back at that exact moment. It happened in real time. Like, this actually happened. Barry got on the cosmic treadmill, strapped on this cool-ass suit with this badass helmet that gets on him, and is bursting through time, going back, opening wormholes, and being the messenger that he's supposed to be. See, I always thought about it as like, yes, the vision is real, but it's like happening inside the mind, kind of like um, like Scott Pilgrim was like, they have like the, <laughs> the dream highway, and that's how she can like teleport from areas around the, like, country or something she uses that to deliver packages ramona flowers yeah um so i was like is that what's going on like he can like he has help to do that or like kind of like how professor 
uh, was it Professor X and then Ellen Page's character? They're able to send Wolverine back, but like mentally, yeah, like in within his own mind, his own like, subconscious, yeah, yeah. So no. like that's what I was thinking was going. You thinking on. like because he was able to have this vision because Bruce was dreaming? No, I think a portal actually opened up in the Batcave, and he's doing this. When he wakes up from this, do we get him actually waking up from this whole sequence? Yeah. Okay. When he wakes <laughs> up from it, there's papers flying down. When he wakes up, whoa, there's two pieces of paper that are floating down. Why would those pieces of paper go? There's not a lot of draft in the Batcave. That sounds extremely plausible, Nate. To have a draft in the Batcave? Yeah. Write that out. No, those papers are flying down because of what just occurred. A time portal just opened up in the Batcave and Flash came through it. That's just what happens, man. The cosmic okay. treadmill. You don't mess around with that thing. Well, I guess... And that's why it's like, I mean, he's saying, he's like, I'm too soon. Like, it's not like if he was I'll... entering a dream, he wouldn't say, I'm too soon. Sorry, he'd be I got like the date wrong. Him. Yeah. Yeah. See you later. He'd be like, hey, man, just to let you know, she is the key. Don't forget, not questioning. Am I at the right time? Don't forget to shave. Who? <laughs> Barry? Just kidding. No, I meant like, that's his message. Oh. They're doing a shaving commercial product placement yeah good one yeah um <laughs> his suit is very bungee-esque you know like a halo suit like a halo like mjolnir armor or like destiny armor or something like that the helmet especially it's very titan-esque you know yeah which is cool but is that like his is that how he's able to traverse time i think the suit is a part of I'm always one to believe that Barry travels in time with use of the cosmic treadmill, which is like a Star Labs engineered thing that allows Barry to travel through time. Okay. I think that in this universe, he probably has to have this suit to help him project himself mm-hmm. or go through time instead so of just having a regular him. suit. Yeah. It's probably a part of the treadmill. You notice he's not going anywhere. He's stationary. I'm assuming that he's still running. The lower half of him is still like yeah, yeah, yeah. moving, but I, his, he's up. I think like, we all think that. Yeah. Like he's, he opened like a window. Like you just when you travel in time, I don't necessarily know if you can. <laughs> I don't know much actually, about traveling time. <laughs> From what I'm seeing here, it looks like you can't really actually physically travel through time. You can open up windows, but it's not like Barry can go through this window and future Barry can exist with this past Bruce right here. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? He can't like Marty McFly around. No, not at all. Yeah. He can just like open the window and be like, hey, don't forget. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at his suit a little bit more. Um, obviously, his suit differs from the Justice League film, which we'll, we'll get into that suit, I guess, more when we actually do Donna Justice Minute. But the suit here that's underneath the exosuit. So yeah. the exosuit is to help um, manipulate the speed force uh, when you're trying to mess with time. Does um does his regular suit that he has in Justice League is that what's underneath or is that I'm different? assuming that's what's underneath. So it's the same Excuse suit me. just with kind of like with an action add-ons. figure yeah. attachments like yeah, added on. There's probably something with dealing with tachyons that he can't mess up his body with. I don't know. That's that would be a cool like one of those like sixty dollar multi art figures that are like you can put all the different pieces on. They have like yeah. 100 points of articulation like where's the flash with like the attachable parts 
of the exosuit. Like, yeah. That's what I would want. That, that'd be cool. You just switch out the helmet and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, There's a part where like he looks like he's in pain at one point. When he's questioning, am I too soon? And he's like, ah. <laughs> like, what do you think is happening there? Um, Like, I wonder if like this this process of traveling through time or whatever to send this message is... Is it painful? Is it like... I think... Is it physically doing something Maybe the exosuit doesn't help actually travel through time. The exosuit is supposed to help you not get torn apart by time itself. Probably, yeah. That's, you know, like... Maybe the suit has to protect his insides because he's... You know, they say, like, you actually go, like, a light speed. Like, you just kind of, like, disappear, kind of. Well, yeah. How does your physical self stay in that yeah, state of matter? Yeah, it can't. It just, like, <laughs> dematerializes. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's trying to keep his body together, you know? Probably. That's some crazy stuff. I feel like that's, like, what happened with um, Wally West, where he just got, like, lost in time. Oh, yeah, man. There was... in Young Justice... Uh, or just in all just of, in, yeah, yeah, just, just all of continuity. Throughout the entire New 52. Throughout the entire, well, no, Barry was the one in crisis that got... No, wait, when did that start? I know he was totally absent um, in the New 52. Who, Wally? Well, kind of. Red hair Wally was, like, completely absent. Yeah, yeah, that happened but that, like, Titans. The, the event where he went and disappeared happened before even Flashpoint. Yeah, it was Teen Titans and all that stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, then I don't know. It's crazy. So I, uh, yeah, that, I'm right there with you. When I first saw this in theaters, it was like I'm trying to see if we see his legs move at all. No, you don't. Are you sure? I'm pretty damn I see, sure. Like a thigh. He's not running. But then again, I do believe that it's only a window. He can't like skip through like Rick and Morty style. Mm-hmm. It's not a portal. Well, I guess. Come on, every time. It almost you can almost make the theory that someone is helping him, like with an arm out in the like in the rift, like like someone's like holding him out. Like he's like he's holding on to something physically on his side. Yeah, it may not be a person, but it could be like could be a rail of the treadmill. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like here I have to hold this, and it's the only way I can get back in, like a tether. Yeah. God, that's insane. That's terrifying. Time travel, man. Time travel sounds scary. It shouldn't exist. Time shouldn't exist. It's a man-made thing. You can't travel into the moon. All right, whatever. <laughs> Cut that out. Moving past. Yeah, Ben Affleck has to film two wake-up bits in the same minute. There's one in 18 seconds in, and there's the other one at 54 seconds in. Oh! <sighs> Yeah, they're like, all right, this one, this wake up bit, there's a flash there. Next time we do it, just you're out of that. Yeah, it's like how do you direct that? <laughs> so you're waking up from like an actual. I don't know. You're waking up from two dreams, man. Um, but what do you think about Barry's warning that you know he was always right about Bruce or about Cal? You know. Lois Lane is the key. You've always been right about him. It solidifies the fact that this whole week has been about validating Batman as right, you know? Yeah. Like, they're like, don't forget, you're, you're, you're right. You know what's weird, though? At the end of this movie, we see Batman not take this mindset, where he's, you know, not always right about Cal, where his, this dream that we just saw is completely wrong. 
You yeah. know, he didn't take over the planet. He didn't freak out and be a dictator yet. Um, but like, what's that supposed to say? Like, did did this whole sequence? Did Bruce just like, all right, forget it? Like, then I again, it it's assuming. It again, we're. <laughs> you, why would you be so vague about your message? Like, like if you're gonna go back in time and tell someone something that's really important. Please be as detailed as possible. I don't know. Yeah. See, like, what's what was the point of that warning? Like, there had to have been a solidifying event that happened for them to be like, yo, you need to go back in time. Mm-hmm. So maybe it hasn't happened yet. Maybe Superman is actually going to take over the world. Maybe the Injustice <sighs> League will capture Lois Lane and ruin everything. And well, it would have if this guy didn't go back in time. Because now they might not actually ever do that. You think? Yeah, I think I think so. I think so. I, I think we'll never see it. Barry came back in time to warn Bruce of him being right about Cal. So Bruce takes that as I have to take him out. I have to start a war with him. But like, I don't think that was Barry's intention. He probably didn't want him to like say, "Hey, you you try to you got to try to kill him tonight." Hey, remember you got to try to kill him tonight. Because if Barry's from the future, obviously, he didn't kill Superman. Damn. We're supposed to believe that everything at the end of this movie is, like, works out how it's supposed to work out. So Yeah, and you know what would be cool to see? Um, I know they're doing Nightmare Batman in comics, and we kind of have, like, a Nightmare Catwoman to go along with him yeah. in those stories. But where is the moment where I see that Nightmare Batman in this exosuit flash? Having yeah. this conversation. Where's that cosplay group? That's what I'm saying. Like, I want to see does that. Does Flash still need wanna... <laughs> to send this message at the end of this movie? I want to see the Terminator scene where they have like Batman going like Flash and need you to run back in time. Yeah. And they're like dressed up like this uh, nightmare yeah. style. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, by the end of this movie, even at the end of Justice League, since we've seen it at this point, does Flash still need to go back in time and give Bruce this message? Well, I know he needs to go back in time for Flashpoint. That's, that has nothing to do with this. I know, but it could be... I don't know. Maybe that's up to the viewer. Maybe it's supposed to be up to us. Maybe it's supposed to be vague. We have no idea how old that Barry is coming back in time. He looks like he's got some facial hair. Oh, yeah. Well, I think he has... I think Ezra Mel has facial hair. In... Not in Justice League. I think in the... In the... In the security footage we see in this movie he has facial hair i'm just talking about like five o'clock shadow style does he have that no no not in justice league he's clean shaven in justice yeah. league no yeah he's he's definitely older um i don't think that that suit he has underneath his exosuit is the suit he has in justice league probably not no but his gloves look cool and going back to the whole time riff like trying to tear his body apart you see like red particles like of dust like leaving his suit you know like you see like the paint chipping yeah it's not really just it's like, oh yeah i see it yeah his yeah, suit yeah. is like being dematerialized yeah. and he's like and i think that's what's hurting him is like he only has like he has seconds that's how that's how hard it is to, to travel back in time where it's like flash doesn't have all day to do it you know it's like if flashpoint happens it's not like he um does it in like a back to the future style way. It's like more of like a, I can only reach my hand out and like maybe stop 
the person trying to kill my and like like grab reverse flash out of that moment of time kind mm-hmm. of like um it sounds silly but it's almost more like the back to the future ride where it's like the only way to stop someone was to ram the De- delorean into the other car to like bump it out of space and time yeah. which is such bullshit but it's like that's what it was or it's like when he does something like this it's like you have like 10 seconds before your body like evaporates so good luck man yeah for sure um but yeah and then that's that's where that ends and i tell you when i think the day the the days in between i saw this film the first time and then i went to go see it with you for the second time Mm -hmm. i could not stop thinking about this bit where i'm just like that really just happened like we went there and i was not prepared for it but i enjoyed the hell out of it i know some people um later on did not like this shit at all and it's just crazy that 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 happened it was like what it really was i mean i i know i i was shocked when i saw this in theaters i remember after it happened i looked like next i looked at you sitting next to me i was just like what the actual f did i just watch yeah man it's a it's a really heavy bomb that's just dropped um it's it belongs after credits almost i could see it as an after credit sequence yeah. but throwing it in right here is like in the middle of the film oh it was it, i think it works perfectly um even to this day when i see it it's not something that's been watered down at this point Mm-mm. where it's not like like if this movie was on on television i was going and like the nightmare scene happened, I'd be like oh hang on i gotta sit down because i need to see flash come back in time and warn bruce like that's something that i would sit down and be like mm-hmm. hang on give me two seconds i gotta watch this for a second okay let me go on with my day like but I, then again there's a lot of stuff in this movie that i'm like hold on i gotta i gotta watch this a bit you know true. if i was like if man of steel was on and it was him going through canada and stuff i might yeah, i might yeah, you might just do your own thing and, if and it's like the whole ludlow yeah. with the truck bit i might yeah. eh, i can i can give two shits about that yeah but if it is like you know in this film the black zero event Mm-hmm. Like with Bruce Wayne. I can be like, hold on, let me check this out real quick. Yeah, you got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the Nairomi thing, because Kahina Ziri's story is so messed up. Yeah. I've, a lot of times I still watch it because I'm like, what else is here? Yeah, like, you gotta, what so, did she slip up on? And then I might even go back and watch it just for Talon and the whole Jimmy Olsen thing where I go, this guy's a big old fake. <laughs> He's a loony. <laughs> big, great phony. And You're it's right. like... um. And so, like, throughout, I still, I, my eyes are glued when the uh, Senate hearing happens. Yeah. Yeah. And what's good about that is, we'll get to it, but you'll hear from us in a little bit about the Senate hearing. There's no music. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the thing about that thing. There's no music. Everything's calm and chilling, and it's, anyway. Honestly, I might skip this part if it's, um, or, I mean, like, I don't know. A moment of the, this movie that I would skip through. Um, damn. <laughs> now I'm just trying to think. Um, I could yeah, probably skip. Much. I could probably skip the ending. Like after Superman dies, I could probably skip that. Yeah, because I get it. Because yeah. I knew it was happening. Yeah, and it seemed like a big old wrap up. But you know, most of the time it's like, and that, and that's the very ending of the film. That's when I'm like, I've already seen it all. It's yeah. like from start to finish, I do pretty good throughout it. Um, and I don't think there's really much that I. Like, even recording the weeks that we have under our belt, I never felt like one was like, mm, I don't know about this one. It was just one that took a while, and it was like, 
Officer Rucka and Mazzuchelli trying to get up to the Batman. I remember there was like an episode or two where that just took too long. But oh, other than oh, that, yeah, like, it was still like, going up the stairs. But that was just going minute by minute. Like, taking an entire sequence, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even like the Daily Planet stuff, pretty interesting. Cause, just because I like Perry White a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, but already, you got anything else for this one? or No, just those papers, man. It was a. It actually happens. The papers. There's papers flying. in that flash bit, and then there's papers after. So. Yep. It's. It actually happened. <laughs> it actually happened. Alrighty, guys. Well, we'd love to hear everything you guys thought about this whole uh, moment in DC Cinematic Universe. Um, let us know your thoughts about this minute um, or the entire Bat Nightmare Week, and let us know what you thought about that bit, whether you liked it or didn't. And you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and toolmedia.com. And if you want more bonus content on the weekends, Nathan and I will sometimes review comic books um, or we'll talk about Tarantino, uh, the music in that film, in those films. And then um, every first Saturday of the month, Nathan and I join Austin Powers Minute, Alyssa and Johnny and Mike from Tarantino Minute. And we do a whole collaborative episode and we release all those episodes, um, the comic book ones and the Tarantino extra content. That's all on Patreon. It's just $5 a month. And it really helps us out on the show. So uh, tune in next week as we'll talk about uh, minutes 71 through 75 of Dawn of Justice.